Um, but yeah, to kind of take it back to the robbery scene, um, yeah. we had um, Molly just looking amazing in her zebra print uh, mini dress. Mm. And that was actually by uh, Patrick Kelly, who is um, a, a very kind of, he's, he hasn't had his flowers, you know, that you know that he should have but he was you know one of the first african-american um designers um who really kind of made it and that was actually a vintage um dress from the 80s from him so it was really great that uh she only kind of paid homage um to him with that dress but it's just it was i just think she just looked amazing and i'm glad that she didn't get robbed of the dress so <laughs> but i mean the shoes the shoes were You are listening to Colour Out The Box. Hello and welcome to Colour Out The Box podcast, Insecure Wine and Debrief. Each week I'm joined by a guest to discuss and break down the latest Insecure episodes and related to our real life experience, we often reveal too much information. But anyway, as always, this is Mo. Join the conversation. Hashtag colour out the box on socials. Do at me on Twitter or Instagram. I would love to hear from you and let me know that you're listening. So as, as I said, every week I'm joined by a guest. And this week I'm joined by a very special guest. We've got like our first fashion expert in the house. I'm joined by my... I don't know, co-partner, co-founder, Angela Beidou, fashion insider, fashion extraordinaire, trend forecaster and all of those things, but she's going to introduce herself. So Angela, welcome to the pod. Thank you very much, Mo. Um, (laughs) Well, like you said, um, I'm a fashion trend forecaster and also a futures uh, strategist. And I've worked for uh, brands uh, across the high street, um, luxury, also trend agencies as well. I am also a content creator. My um, Instagram is uh, Trend Maison. I've been running that for the past uh, eight years. Do go follow. Do go follow, please. (laughs) And uh, I'm also the co-founder of Creativity in Colour. Yeah. um, yeah. (laughs) With me. Yes. So you all should be following. So, yeah, please go and follow. Um, so welcome, Angela, your first time being on the pod and everything. Thank you. And it's going to be a special episode because we're going to do insecure, but also with a little bit of a twist because we're going to talk about the outfits and the looks. So before we get started, just apologies. Um, this episode is late and I know you're thinking Mo, every week, story, story, story. Yes. <laughs> Um, the enemies of progress were trying to form weapons um, against me, but I triumphed, I prayed, and my back- MacBook is actually working again. So, you know, we give thanks. So, so that's no why. <laughs> yeah, shall prosper. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. Amen. So <laughs> that's why the episode is delayed. So going forward, we're going to alternate between the normal Colour Out the Box episodes and a special bonus episode of Insecure wine and debrief so please make sure you are subscribed so Angela as I said we're going to recap the first two episodes of season five Mm -hmm. um, episodes one and two but as we have you as a fashion expert we're also (laughs) going to do a special breakdown of the wardrobe and fashion choices because the outfits are really outfitting this season they they are I'm I'm just absolutely every time I I tune into Insecure I'm always you know making a note of every you know every outfit you know I'm loving Molly's um style this season she always brings it and it's it's so amazing to see so many black designers that are being represented um this season so it's really great definitely so more of that later so let's get straight into our usual breakdown so let me give my one minute overview so season five episode one the gang is back the gang being Issa, molly tiffany kelly and even derek heading back to stanford university for their class reunion 
Our girl, our girl Issa has been asked to be on the expert panel following the success of the block party, sharing her knowledge as a black woman entrepreneur. But Issa is a bit too real and open and explains she feels a little bit lost and out of her, out of her depth. For some reason, Kelly has been marked down as deceased. Hmm? And whilst Issa and Molly's relationship still seems a bit strange, though a gas station robbery brings them closer together. The episode ends with Issa and Lawrence, where Issa, with very little words, says it's over, fade to black, and we as the viewers start crying. Okay. <laughs> precise, precise. Yeah, basically. Um, so, Angela. First question, let's talk about imposter syndrome. Have you ever felt out of your depth or like you shouldn't be there? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I have definitely uh, been a, a victim of um, imposter syndrome. And um, <laughs> one of the things I'd probably give, uh, I'd probably give you a little bit of advice that you need to prep when you go on to uh, panels. Uh, you kind of, you know, Either you ask um, what the questions are going to be, or you just have you know an idea of the kind of um, ways you're going to answer certain questions, and you know, especially you know ones like you know what kind of advice would you know would you would you give to you know the people who are attending? You know, this people always do kind of want to have those cookie cutter answers, but um, I just think it's always really um, key to take something from your personal experience or from your you know your personal life and and just let people use your lessons um as either a way of you know thinking about what not to do um mm. and how they can kind of apply it to their own lives but um yeah specifically in terms of imposter syndrome I think it's 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 about kind of just saying yes to everything even if you feel that you know you um that you're not qualified for something or you're not too sure someone you know says come in a panel talk um it's, <laughs> it's just important to do it anyway so just feel the fear and kind of um do it anyway and that's how I've always um got through imposter syndrome and again preparation is is key I've always you know even if I feel nervous I will always just say yes and then I'll always ask for as much backgrounds um or as much information up front and then I just I just do my research and I think that is what kind of gives me confidence to defeat imposter syndrome well I take a slightly different approach okay <laughs> I just think about what my male counterparts do <laughs> with half the experience and just yes. go like that I just move like that I remember yeah. speaking to like one of my um, ex-colleagues and I'm doing some consultancy work and I was trying to gauge like how much to charge and I asked him and the way my eyebrows entered my hairline I was just like that's how much <laughs> you're charging yes so from there I was just like mm -mm, this is how I need to start moving as well but it, it, it can be difficult especially if you feel out of depth out of your depth and you know you're not in your comfort zone anymore and I actually quite liked Issa's answers she was very real I've been to a lot of these talks where it's all very inspirational and yes. you very know weird. yeah <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes you're listening you're just like but I need some practical steps because they're just like you know you know you gotta like you know aspire motivate yourself and I'm like so so what just talk me through exactly what I need to do. And sometimes it's nice to hear someone just say, this wasn't easy how I got here. Mm, and I think she was even, I think she kind of like admitted, she's like, I don't know whether, you know, I think it's like, wasn't the question like, how do you like, how do you know whether you've made it or something like that? And I think she's like, oh, well, I don't know whether, you know, whether I have made it or I don't know whether this is, this is my path. And I think that that goes down to, it also boils down to, you know, people thinking that you have to have, you know, decided what your your future is by, you know, by like 19, 20, by 30, you have to have had your house and your car yeah. and your kids and everything. And it's like, you 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 don't. And I think there's just so much pressure on it. I think it was really refreshing. That's what I really, really loved about this episode that she was just like, well, you know, I'm not too sure I've got it all, you know, figured out. And I don't know if this is where I'm supposed to be. So I think that was also it was just really, it was really refreshing to hear because I think I took that on board and I thought, well, yeah, sometimes I also feel like that as well. Mm. Okay, so let's get to the, the, the messy stuff. Um, 
What do you think about Issa deciding not to be with Lawrence? And shall we have a conversation about Gabby Union and Dwayne Wade? Hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to assume. I'm just saying. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think, I mean, one of the things for me is like I was a bit confused as why they didn't say anything because I think you know whenever we talk about relationships and couples it's like communication is key so it's like you're just gonna it's just we're gonna end it over a look it's just like she just she kind of was just like well you know I can't and he's like oh okay but he knew he knew he was on borrowed time what did he know what did he know because that's the thing he was making small talk in the car he knew that Mm. it you know it was over I don't because this is the reason why I think that's why communication is key because Sometimes where maybe you want you maybe want someone to fight for you and you maybe want them to say, you know, no, let's work it out or let's try or whatever it is. And if the person doesn't say that, then basically you will be like, oh, OK, OK, rather than, you know, because you you your response is based on what, you know, how they are acting. So I feel like maybe they should have talked it out. But I mean, from her response, he was just like, oh, OK, so it's yeah. then. Yeah. So let's talk about Gabrielle Union, who I absolutely love, by the way. Yeah. Um, and I thoroughly enjoy their youngest child, um, Carvia James. Is, oh, um, absolutely. Yes. Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> what's her name? Carvia Wade, um, Instagram, yeah. um, or, aka the Shady Baby. Yeah. So, but yeah, so for those that don't know, um, while Gabrielle Union and Dwayne Wade were actually broken up, Dwayne Wade got somebody else pregnant and that person had a baby. Um, and people refer to that child as a break baby, which I think is yeah. super disrespectful. Um, it's a child, I don't think. But Gabrielle Union is currently... Um, yeah, she is selling a book and is telling everybody how she, um, obviously what her emotions were and how she felt during that time for the first mm-hmm. time. She's talking quite openly about it. Do you think, Angela, there's there's ever a way back in that kind of situation where it wasn't cheating, there was no infidelity, you weren't together, you've come back together, but there's somebody that that person um, was with um, is pregnant now. No, no joking. <laughs> <laughs> I have to the podcast, guys. <laughs> um, I think it was it was interesting and um, that she actually came out and and talked about it because I think from the first book I didn't I didn't actually read it but I didn't think she was ever going to speak on it because you know she didn't say anything at the time and she hadn't have said anything up till now I don't think she was ever going to speak on it but I read an article recently and just hearing her talk about you know, how he he told her and she just felt so broken because, you know, he basically, this woman gave him the one thing that, that she couldn't. Yeah. Um, And she just looked at him and she just, you know, just looking at him like, you know, he's a, he's a different person. Um, And I think because you could sort of, you know, hear the pain in, in her words. And I think she, she says that even now it's still, she's still processing it and she's still, you know, yeah. taking it a day at a time. And I think... The thing is, is that when you decide to forgive and when you decide to let someone in, you know, whether they had a break baby or, you know, whatever the circumstances are, you you have to, you know, you have to go all the way. It, you can't be bringing it up every time you have an argument. You can't 10 years down the line, well, well, you, you know, I wasn't one around here, had a break baby and all this kind of thing. So it's like if you're, you know, if, the love is there or the relationship is you know something that you want to save you have to be all in in terms of we're gonna we're gonna make it work um and I I don't know whether it's forgiving and forgetting but you do have to move on from and that's what I was gonna say because I think where it's like infidelity or someone's cheated it's a it's almost it's a completely different scenario but where it's like you didn't cheat but I'm angry at you I'm upset with you yeah but you didn't actually cheat so yeah. mm-hmm. it kind of you, your your emotions like are confused. I've been in that situation where I was with somebody, went on a break, and mm-hmm. maybe nine months later, <laughs> it's like hello. Yeah. And I think that's what that's what you know from what me and you've discussed before. 
there wasn't really any technically with Issa Lawrence is like there wasn't really anyone at fault because you know he got you know the op pregnant <laughs> say her name Condola. yeah you guys need pregnant, to respect like, Condola's name more because yeah you know, well it's, no. it's a nice name I like it <laughs> but yeah he, he, you know they he got her pregnant they weren't together Issa and him were not together so it's I think it's it's um it's harder when no one's at fault it's so much yes. easier when someone's at fault it can be like I hate you and you can get those angry feelings out it's quite cathartic you can you know you can work through it and it's just like that person can be like well I was at fault and I'm sorry etc but there's nobody at, at, at fault here and I think that's the thing that I always kind of remind people that actually it's it's you know when people say like it was an accident and actually this is one of those times where it was it was an accident and no one's at fault and it's like we either move on together or we don't mm. okay so let's move on to episode two. So we have I mean, our first... I talk about the robbery. I'm just, I was very upset. Oh, do you want to talk about the robbery? Okay, you know what? I was, gonna, I was getting into my um, recap like voice mode, but let's, let, me, let me hold back. Yep. Um, okay, so yeah, so Issa and Molly were set up by their so-called friend and mm. were robbed at the gas station. <laughs> Yes, and I, I have to say that I think having listened to the number of podcasts that I have, having watched all the different shows I have, I saw it coming. I actually, when they got held up, I was like, mm, this, this a smells, bit like a, it smells like a setup. Yeah, it smells like I a setup. I just don't think I took to the friend. I found her very loud. Mm. 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 She was she was a bit much, yeah. But I think and I sometimes was sometimes you have to remember why you don't talk to somebody. Yeah. <laughs> You'd be like, this is why. But I just, it, I mean, I was, I think I was raging. I was enraged <laughs> for a good, like, couple of hours after that episode. Because it's like, how dare you? This is like, yeah. not the bag and not the shoes. Oh, my gosh. It's like, we'll get yeah. into the And the, the cliche bracelet. Let's yeah. not forget that. <laughs> I know. For me, it was just like, I was like, how dare you? So I think that robbery scene got me very hot. Okay. But it brought them okay. back together, which was great. Exactly, exactly. Yes. yes. Okay, so um, are we ready for yes, episode yeah. two? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we have our first major time jump. It's one year later. Issa and Molly have resolved all issues and seem to be closer than ever. The block party is now full-blown business. Issa has a growing social media following and corporate clients. Molly is trying to get back into the dating game and relives those very cringy moments from her past. The worst one being, I think, the Jadena situation. But anyway, Molly was doing a lot. <laughs> we see Nathan again, who is celebrating one year of his barbershop um, business, a one year anniversary. Issa is producing a fashion show for a new designer, Crenshaw. <clears throat> <laughs> Played yes. by the very handsome Kofi um, Cerebo Ghanaian, yeah? I think it's Cerebe, yeah. Cerebe, oh, I'm sorry. Um, however, her corporate sponsors have notes, and there is a battle for cultural authenticity. We end with Issa and Nathan sharing a bed. However, nothing happens as Issa breaks down crying. Nathan later leaves during the night, leaving Issa alone. So, Angela. Crenshaw, I'm sorry, that name yes. was actually quite ridiculous. I <laughs> I'm sorry. But I it's was, insecure, when, so. And they kept on saying it, and I was just like, mm, I get the pun, but it just was, yeah. Anyway, Crenshaw was adamant about his creative vision. Have you ever had to compromise your creativity all the time yeah <laughs> I think um I think as a creative um you yes I think that you know they're depending on who you're working with um sometimes you do have to kind of make uh compromises I think you know for brands that um I have worked for I come with my kind of knowledge of you know my forecasting skills um, my knowledge of you know what the future trends are going to be but 
I always have to adapt what I do to whatever brand that I'm working for. It's just, you know, it's just how the, you know, the industry works. But I think when it comes to, you know, being a designer or, you know, you know, working in the industry, when you think about when you see a fashion show, and you might see, say, for example, a hundred looks. What you know, people don't really understand in the background is that the buyers for the store. If you take, you know, Versace for example, they might send a hundred looks down the runway, um, and they have buyers for their stores around the world. And the buyers might only buy, say, fifty of those looks. And you know, they might be the t-shirts and the jeans, and maybe one of those, you know, extravagant, you know, dresses would probably make it into store. So I think that there is always a compromise. Um, I think that's why it's good if you're, you know, a new designer. It's good to kind of own your brand 100% the same way, you know, you've got a brand like Kai Collective where she, you know, she's an amazing kind of, you know, emerging young designer and she owns her brand 100%. But, you know, sometimes you need to scale up and you need to actually bring in investors, bring in outside people. And like you said, they will have notes. So, um, It is. I think it is hard as a creative, but you just have to weigh up um, what key things are important to you um, and what things you, you definitely won't compromise on. I do think um, for people like us, so when I say people like us, black people, yes. um, <laughs> I do think that sometimes there is a pressure to dilute our culture to make it more like palatable to the wider audience Mm. um however I do see that changing I do see that it's being more like unapologetic and people not compromising and not having to explain things like you know yeah like this is this is this is it and if you get it you get it if you don't you don't kind of thing yeah I think especially sort of the um the emergence of the kind of direct consumer um sort of business model I think that I mean not emergence has been around for a long time but I think when brands have just gone direct consumer it's like this is me this is who I am take it or leave it if you like it buy it if you don't don't and I think that then gives them more of a um it gives them a better standing so when the big um brands come calling it can be like well this is me this is who I've um, sold to. I've actually built up my own community. So, and this is what they like. They don't want the the light version or the diet mm. version of, of what it is that I do. So it's just like, you can either take it or I'm happily, I'm selling, I'm selling to my community and I'm selling out. Um, if you look at a brand like Telfar, it's just like, I'm good over here. So it's just like, if you want to buy into the brand, you're going to have to take take all of me. You can't just, you and know, take I a part of me. interrupt you there? Issa had a big, massive... Um, forest green telfer bag on her shoulder i was just like okay we get it you got one well the colorway was sage but we'll talk about that, one in the <laughs> that <section>. <laughs> <laughs> so am i am i right to take it that you was on cron side um in terms of like his you know uh idea that he's not going to compromise i.e kofi I, was, you, was you on his side? Because I felt it was like it was a lot. I felt like he could have taken a couple of the notes. Yeah, yeah, it was. And I think maybe because I've probably worked in, I don't want to say corporate, but I think because I've worked with big brands for most of my um, career, I think that, you know, I'm more used to being more flexible and I'm more used to, you know, compromising um not to say my vision or my integrity, but it's like I know how to to work around, you know, certain things. And I think the way that he was, um, I mean, it it worked, but I think that I would have been like, Isa, I would have been panicked. I would have been like, oh my God, <laughs> she was panicked. So, yeah, but I think, I think you know, it's it, what's really hard and what, you know, is what's really hard is that we aren't necessarily the people who hold the purse strings and it's just yeah. like when you have to go cap in hand to people to be like, please help me with, you know, sponsor my, you know, my show or, you know, wear a brand. I think that's when, you know, you feel that you have to, you have to compromise and you have to be like, oh, they said this is what they want to take out. So, okay, let's just take it out because we need the money. We want the money. And I think that's where you have to kind of be self-sufficient. That's where you either you go to your community to kind of fundraise or you kind of fundraise with people who share your vision. Because I think when you have to go, Again, when you need, when you have to 
fundraise from people who don't get your vision, that's when unfortunately you have to compromise. But then I felt like as much as I felt like Crenshaw, I've said his name 10,000 times, <laughs> was doing the most. Yeah. I, I, do, I did kind of feel a little bit like I felt like Issa folded too quickly because she mm. didn't feel comfortable. So yeah. she didn't feel like it was the right decision. Um, so that's, that's the only thing I would say. But we're going to get it. Oh, sorry, I get it, but um, she did go hard for him when it came to, you know, oh, yeah. she went behind, you know, <laughs> she went behind the main guy's back and went oh, when the- <laughs> So <laughs> she did when go he showed up to the breakfast, I was yeah. like, oh my God, Issa, close your mouth. Cause- <laughs> uh, but I mean, even then, I was just like, when Molly was like, his boss has a I was like, girl, is this not how you got in trouble with your own colleagues in your own, yeah. what's it, in your law firm? Yeah. Isn't that when <laughs> you had take a problem? career advice from yeah, Molly? Yeah, it's like, hey. <laughs> it's like, I don't know if Molly is yeah. the best person, but I mean, it worked. But the fact that he turned up, I was like, again, are you surprised? Like, you have to work with this guy. He's the one who you have to work with every day. So it's just like, are you trying to make an enemy of this person? Or, you know, what is it that you're, uh, she achieved what she wanted to achieve. But at the same time, it's just like, mm, I don't know, because if this person is now going to have an attitude and you have to work with him every day, it's like you've made a rod for your own back. Yeah. And just for the benefit for those, which you should have watched the episode by now, basically <laughs> Issa tried to go over um, the white guy's head and approach his boss directly. Mm, interesting. <laughs> so moving on to the relationship section, what do you think about Nathan leaving And do you think Issa is currently scared to be alone? Um, Well, we'd say it's been a year, right? Mm. My thing is with Nathan, I'm like, I just want to know where his head is at because you know that she kind of just, not just broke up, but she obviously broke up with Lawrence. So you kind of get an inkling that, you know, she's probably still going to be feeling this dude. So it's just like, does Nathan want to get back with with Issa? Is it a case of he's happy to be the rebound guy? I just would have kind of, you know, because even when she said you can stay and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> she was like, yeah. is this what we're doing? And I think he was, you know, he was just like, oh, okay. He wasn't too sure himself, but it's just like, was he, you know, I, I want to know if Nathan maybe wants to get back with Issa or whether he's happy. He would have been happy to just be like the rebound guy. It was, bit, it was, yeah, it was a bit strange to me. I didn't like it in terms of if he was going to leave, I think he shouldn't have stayed at all. I think he should have just been like, no, I'm going to call my Lyft, Uber or Bolt. Um, he would have stayed if they would have, you know, then he would have no, stayed. And that's, the, and that's my issue. It's kind of like it was almost kind of like he was highlighting that because it wasn't going to go any further. Okay then there was no reason for me to stay. Whereas in that moment, you could tell Issa was just so vulnerable. Mm, She just mm. didn't want to be by herself. And the fact that she's had like Molly staying over with her, like there's obviously some issues around loneliness. That's a codependency. Not that (laughs) I think Molly also doesn't want to be. I don't think it's just that, you know, I think Molly also doesn't want to be by herself. I feel like Molly's doing the work. Like, you know, she's got a nice new haircut. She's got the trim. Like, what's trying? Yeah, I was absolutely loving her new hair. Showing off that neck. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) Those of us that, you know, don't have neck. (laughs) You have very jealous. Um, have you ever stayed in a relationship um, just because you didn't want to be single? Oh, gosh. Um, yes. Yeah, I mean, say it <laughs> louder for the purpose of the microphone. No, I'll say it very quietly. <laughs> um, I think, yes, yes, I, I have. Um, and it's not, this is the thing it's not a healthy um thing to do um absolutely just caveating it with that um (laughs) yeah I have because I think um when you're used to doing things you know with other people when you're used to you know having someone at the end of the line just to you know to chat with I think even the other day I was looking at prices uh, for like a New York trip and I was just like Damn it, if I had somebody that, you know, I could share the cost with, okay. a single supplement is it's just... Called, it's called single tax. Like, that's actually mm. like a big... It's actually more yes. expensive to be single. 
Exactly. So I mean, obviously, that's not the reason to stay with somebody. <laughs> that's not a reason to stay with somebody. But yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I have because I think you have to kind of shift your mindset to be like, okay, fine, I'm now going to be single. What does it mean? How am I going to kind of do the like you said, do the work to kind of be happy to be, you know, um, a single person. Um, and I think it's hard. And I think sometimes you might not want to, especially, you know, now in cuffing season, it's like, it's cold yeah. outside. So it's getting chillier. I need to share my gas bill with somebody. Come on. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I think, yeah, so I think I have done it, but um, it's, I wouldn't recommend it because I think, and it's not fair on the other person. Because I think if you have checked out the relationship, then, you know, be kind to the other person and just let them go. Mm. Okay, so let's take a moment and we'll be right back after these messages. So Angela, mm-hmm. as you are a fashion insider, let's talk about the looks this season. Because yes, as I said, they the outfits are really outfitting. So... <laughs> Let's break down your favourite looks and tell us more about them. They are. So um, I'm pretty sure everybody knows by now. And if you don't, um, Shiona Chirini um, is a Bermudian um, native who is the costume designer for Insecure. I think she took over in the third season. Um, and she's just been killing it. I, yeah. I literally every every episode I I watch, I love it, and I think it's it's just been really cool to kind of see um, contemporary brands, black owned brands, designer brands on black bodies. Um, because uh, one of the things that you know she said that she wanted to make a pledge to kind of include, especially you know um, black designers um, in every episode of this season, um, and. I think what's it's interesting that she said that sometimes these brands get overlooked by by the industry. Um, and the other thing as well is this, it's really cool to kind of see designer brands um, on shows like Insecure because I remember like, you know, back in the day when I used to read um, Essence, I would always find that the editorials would never necessarily, you know, you look at Vogue, you look in a Vogue and you'd see, you know, your Gucci's and your Versace's and your Givenchy's and you would see all those brands on the models. But I'd say that, you know, in essence, that you wouldn't necessarily have those brands. And I kind of later um, realised that, you know, these brands wouldn't necessarily lend to magazines, you know, not mm-hmm. just sort of, you know, essence, but other magazines as well. And I think it's just, it's it's really amazing to kind of have, you know, Shiona on board because she, again, used to, you know, be the fashion director of Cosmopolitan. So she's got those contacts and she's got, you know, she's got that that pull. So I think it's just been really, it's just been really refreshing to kind of see um, our girls and all these looks. And I think, you know, from episode one, just seeing sort of um, Kelly and Tiffany in those Gucci looks. I mean. Mm. And can I just say, like, even I feel like with Insecure, like the music, has been mm. on point so they yes. had um I don't and they had Solange as one of the music directors yes. and the yes. music was so good mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. the fashion I feel like has really evolved yeah. and you can tell budget money has been yes. spent and it's yes. coming in like in the later seasons exactly <laughs> in the later seasons <laughs> And yeah. I really appreciate that. So I feel like now the fashion is on like on par with, like, with the music. And it's mm-hmm. kind of like that whole like visual, even how it's filmed. I always say that yes. I can tell when black people are behind the camera because mm-hmm. black people look so good on camera. And they I know, feel exactly. like they light us properly. <laughs> exactly. And I feel like, especially when I see Molly and Issa together, I'm just like, wow, these, these girls are looking yeah. amazing. And they complement, the looks just complement each other. And I think that, you know, even from, you know, the look where, uh, where Issa was, was doing a panel talk, that was a Dries Van Oten um, sort of sheer uh, sort of set, which it just, again, it just, I mean, 
black skin can wear a lot of colors so i'm just saying that is true <laughs> I'm just say, saying. say it louder for the benefit of the microphone <laughs> i'm just <please>. saying <laughs> so it just i just think the green just her just offset her skin just beautifully and then mm. i think when you saw the two of them walking you had molly in her jacquemus uh, blazer which just you know she looked amazing but what was interesting the way that shiona works is she actually paired the blazer with a pair of capri pants which were from amazon i was just like oh. i actually looked it up and i was like yeah i don't need these pants <laughs> <laughs> i think they were like maybe like 20 30 dollars or something like that but um yeah it's just the kind of high low styling and she just i just think she's just on point with the way that she you know the, the way that she does um her looks um and it was interesting though actually just sort of thinking you know mentioning tiffany and her gucci look is she actually got a, a lot of she got a lot of smoke for that look because, oh yes. this the controversial one very controversial yeah because so just um, break it down for us angela for those yeah. that maybe don't know yeah now again i'm just gonna say i'm not you know i'm not uh american i'm not from you know You're <laughs> I'm not a member of a sorority and I know that there is a lot of um, history behind it, but I think the sort of the basic gist of it was that um, pink and green are the uh, sorority colours of um, the AKA. Um, So it's a historically African-American sorority um, and it was apparently founded in 1908. Um, And I think that basically having Tiffany kind of rock their signature colors it was and um, i think to be fair she, it wasn't just the colors she had the ex- insignia is that the word yes yeah, yeah. and i think also well, yeah. yeah yeah and i think um some members had <laughs> an issue yeah. with her rocking the colors when she wasn't uh a pledged kind of member of of that sorority so i think it goes a lot you know a lot deeper um than you know could have just obviously seeing her wearing their colors when she's not you know she's not a member but I think other people you know she had I think she kind of came out and said I'm an actress I yes was she is Amanda Seals. She is <laughs> an actress. yep and I think you know they were saying that there are other you know characters like Molly has got the aka um insignia on mugs you know in her in her office and no one kind of had anything to say about that so I think maybe it may have a little bit to do with Amanda Seals, maybe, possibly, maybe. I don't I mean, know. Or the like character Amanda Seals is is a bit of a Marmite character. Yes, I think. Exactly. I think that's the best way to describe it. You either <laughs> love her or you don't. Yes, <laughs> exactly. So I think yeah, there was controversy, but either way, she looked fly. Absolutely yeah. loved. Yeah, I loved the the dress, and I think if anybody wants to go out and get it, it's over two and a half thousand dollars. So sure. <laughs> my debit card can stretch. <laughs> you might need your credit for that one <laughs> but uh yeah i absolutely love the the looks and i think just taking it so back, where was that from did you say that was gucci yeah that was gucci and then also um it's it's it, like you were saying how molly and Issa kind of always look really cool together you know you had um tiffany and then also um kelly you know both wearing gucci so it's just like right. the kind of best friends kind of you know kind of match which is great um but yeah to kind of take it back to the robbery scene um we had um molly just looking amazing in her zebra print uh mini dress Mm. and that was actually by uh patrick kelly who is um a, a very kind of he's he hasn't had his flowers you know that you know that he should have but he was you know one of the first african american um designers um who really kind of made it and that was actually a vintage um dress from the 80s from him so it was really great that uh she only kind of paid homage um to him with that dress but it's just it was i just think she just looked amazing and i'm glad that she didn't get robbed of the dress so <laughs> but i mean the shoes the shoes were um amina muadi so um everyone should should kind of know who she is by now but and, she's those, and just to be clear, those are the shoes that Molly was told to come up out of when they yes. were being robbed at the <laughs> gas station. If it wasn't me, I'd have been like, you need to put me out of these shoes because... <laughs> but yeah, I think she's she's an amazing um, footwear designer who um, worked with uh, Rihanna um, on her Fenty shoe line uh, uh-huh. when the Fenty brand was still going. So yeah, 
she's if she's basically known for her signature flared heel um and she does a lot of uh, her materials in, in PVC and all these bright colours. So she's she's really well known as a shoe designer. So I can understand why that girl wants to those shoes. Yeah. They're probably going straight onto eBay or um, or one of these kind of resale sites. But yeah, I just think that was that was an amazing look. Okay. And any other like looks did you? Because I because Molly obviously has cut her hair mm. and I feel like the the styling has kind of like changed to like complement that. So she's got this yes. very like cute, like short, like crop. And mm. as we said, mm. she's got neck, she's got face, so she can <laughs> carry it. Not everyone yeah. can cut their hair. <laughs> no, you can, you can. That's that's bad. Yeah. So you can. <laughs> I feel like she's yeah, I feel like she's it's weird. It's just like now that you know the 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 lace fronts have gone. I feel like she's, well, she's. I feel like she still wears the wigs, but I feel like yeah. it's, she's not just like attached to it, kind of thing. No. And, I, and that's what I like about like black women. Like you mm. know, one day I might just rock my wig. <laughs> the other day it might be braids. Another day it might just be like you know cropped hairstyle. I like and it. That's why you have your colleagues saying, "But yesterday, weren't you?" Um, and I say, yeah, "Mind well, your <laughs> business, Tracy." But we move on. <laughs> Exactly. Like, yeah, my hair was yeah, it was down my back yesterday, and now it's you know, and now it's not. And uh, yeah, it's a crew cut. So Can you yeah. email me that spreadsheet. Let's move on. <laughs> but yeah, I feel like her 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 some of her pieces, um, especially for her sort of in the house. I just you know, um, I love what um, Shana put together. It was just very relaxed. We've obviously, you know, all been in the house for the past year or so. And I think mm. um, loungewear um, and clothing for the home has just been so um, key. And I feel that obviously Molly does it in her luxe way. Yeah. And um, she was wearing um, some sort of different pieces. Her cream satin PJs were from House of Harlow, which is, um, oh, God knows that, that's Nicole Richie's brand. Yes. So it's, yes. Yeah. <laughs> In, I sound yeah. really bad. I remember when she launched that brand. I love yeah. Nicole Richie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was just. I think it was a gorgeous kind of, you know, very luxe um, sort of satin nightwear. I mean, whereas I'm in my you know onesie or my cotton PJs. So yeah, <laughs> I think that. But that was just Molly to a T. That's kind of you know that's what she does. Um, and she also when she was when. Um, when Issa came over, she was wearing this really lovely kind of knitted um, sort of matching cord, and that was from Juice Tricker. Um, and again, sort of another really cool brand. So I just think all of her looks, especially, you know, when she was in the house, just super relaxed. I think they were, it kind of just spoke to her new kind of attitude and her new mood, especially going with the, you know, the, the haircut. So I love yeah. those. Can I say a look that I, I, I wasn't the biggest fan of? Yes. <laughs> I think I know which one you're gonna talk about, but go on. Oh okay. Um the the blue suit. From Christopher John Rogers, yes. <laughs> it, it was it was it's beautiful colour, but because it was the blue suit, it was mm-hmm. like fully everything was blue, the, the top underneath was blue. Yep. It was given slight smurf shall we say wow wow, wow. I, know. I love i love i love molly let's just be you know not <laughs> even, smurf <laughs> with her toxic ways but i like color blocking i mm. just felt like it was just a color block too far like maybe it was it was a lot but yeah but and it was, was quite it was quite shouldery shoulder paddy kind mm-hmm, of thing mm-hmm. it was right yeah it was giving 1980s yep, yeah it was giving power suit but She's yeah. a lawyer and she works in the corporate world. So I think that, you know, power suits are kind of her thing. It's very and again, like LA law from like 1992. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but again, we have to represent Christopher John Rogers. He's just, you know, he's just done amazingly well. And I think, you know, he's one of the, you know, one of the rising stars in, in you know, in terms of a black designer. So I think that's why she definitely had to get get him in. But I think Kelly's going to wear one of his pieces later on in the in the season. So I liked it. <laughs> but I think if we're talking about like suits, I'm sure that you loved um Issa's suit that she used to do her her presentation, presenting her deck to um MBW. Oh yes, the blazer and the skirt. Yeah, the yeah I, actually, I thought that was adorable. I was like, yes. 
And I was thinking about skirt suits the other day. Yes. <laughs> like the skirt suits are on trend. So yeah. along with like loungewear, skirt suits are definitely on trend. So definitely get yourself one for next spring summer for yeah. sure. I, f- I feel like and I like the way like she put it together as well, everything. As her yeah. assistant said, you know, like, you know, <laughs> casual yet small cases. But yeah, I think it was just like again with you know our skin tone, we can pull off a lot of colours. I just think it was just a really gorgeous kind of skirt suit for her, and it's it gave you know I'm in business, but it also gave a very kind of feminine um, handwriting with the colour. It was really and lovely. it was like a like a minty not a minty green but it was like a green Deal. kind Deal of like it. print yes <laughs> and I think with the cut out top underneath yes yeah, yeah yeah I absolutely loved it and I think yeah the way that she only puts together colors I just think she she just knows um you know in terms of putting together these tonal colorways it just looks so good so yeah we love that suit yeah, I like it. So I love this section. It's kind of like insecure, like fashion breakdown. It's all the credits, yes. Yeah, the credits. I feel like Angela, you need to come back and have like a proper talk um, on the podcast and actually talk about what does a trend forecaster do. And oh, absolutely! More and just to. you know, give us more of your fashion inside knowledge. And more than happy to. We can call this one... section like fashion, <laughs> Angela's fashion corner. You know, fashion <laughs> catwalk. I only get a corner. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I I was threatening you, isn't it, to like have some like cheesy like fashion music. Oh gosh, I still may know. insert it post um, post production, no, but let, let's just see. Let's just see. <laughs> Great fashion, radar. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think one brand that I do want to actually shout oh, out, um, just uh, as a, a kind of accessible um, contemporary brand, is a brand called um, Kingsley. It is a um, gender inclusive um, sort of cut and sew brand. Uh, if anyone follows uh, London Girl in NYC, Amanda Murray, she's been a champion of champion mm. of this brand. And it was the white tank top that um, Issa was wearing when she was sitting on her balcony talking to Nathan after um, the catwalk show, which again was um, Pia Moss, Kirby Jean Raymond um, designed all the pieces for the catwalk show. So yeah, because I actually was-, was watching the show and I was thinking... No, but this is real fashion, right? Yes, it was. <laughs> they yeah. actually look good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't think Sean yeah. did these clothes. Like these are actually like real clothes yeah, that are they really were. Yeah, and that, that was Pia Moss. It was again just getting in all, all the blacks, which is amazing. But yeah, Kingsley did the um cutout uh tank top. Um I think that's available at the moment and it's at a really accessible price point. So if you want a little bit of insecure if you want to you know take a little bit of insecure home um and wear it then that was uh, that's definitely a brand that i'd recommend okay and this is the end of angela's fashion <laughs> off the rack section of the <laughs> podcast <laughs> let's take a quick break Okay, so Angela, before we end, what's what's your initial thoughts on on the on the season so far? Can I be honest? Mm-hmm. Um. Oh no. <laughs> one thing I didn't I didn't like the time jump. Yeah. Because there's mm-hmm. so many things that has happened during that year. Like, Agreed. you know, the baby's here. Like, yes. you know, Condola's baby's here. Like, yes. what's going on? Mm-hmm. And obviously, um, Molly and Issa's relationship has been mended, but we didn't see that journey kind of thing. So yeah, I, I want to know what they said in that Ethiopian yeah, like, um, restaurant. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so um, I was a little bit kind of like, because this is the last season, mm. every and the, the episodes. I'm sorry, Issa Rae, they are short. <laughs> you're not going to get a 40, 50 minute episode. You're just not. We have. To I know she's 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 cast all of us. She said <laughs> you're not getting it. But I, <laughs> but I do. I just I just feel that like we're so close now to the end. Like every second like counts, and I just I don't know. Maybe maybe um, we're getting ahead of ourselves. But I just I just felt like we're not quite there at the drama kind of thing well I think it's I think because we're doing it a year later maybe that's the space that 
as a couple, maybe that's the space that they needed. So whether it's a case of they're going to come back together or because I think if they would have, if this is the thing, if they would have kept it um, to the timeline where we were, where she would have been, you know, just three months pregnant, then you would have had this season where she was, you know, just dating the baby and she would have, you know, it would have been like nine months would have been this season. And then mm-hmm. she would have needed to have done a season six where the baby's here. So technically maybe that's why the time jump um, happened because otherwise you would have had a time jump in the middle of, you know, it wouldn't have kind of made sense. Whereas at least here from the beginning of the season, she can do the time jump and it's actually the baby's here. And I think that's all we kind of want to know. We want to know, okay, now the baby's here. Are you going to play stepmom or yeah. what's, you know, what you, what's going to happen? Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. I take it all back, Issa. Please come to the podcast. <laughs> You're not being any more than 30 minutes, so you can take it back or, you know, you can just fuck it I up. I take it all back. Please come <laughs> in the next episode. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, Angela, we've come to the end of the podcast. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank Where you. can the good people find you? Uh, well, as I said, I do my um, content creation. It's on a bit of a hiatus at the moment, but again, you can go back and have a look at um, some of my content. It's at Trend Maison. Um, and I also have a men's um, Instagram, which is at Trends Ma- Trend Maison underscore man. Um, and again, you can also find me um, if you want any kind of events to go to um, that are for us, by us. Um, go on to Creativity in Colour. That's Creativity in CLR on Instagram. And you can also find me via LinkedIn. Brilliant. And I'm going to put all of Angela's details in the podcast description. So do reach out and connect. So as always, you've been listening to Colour Out of Box podcast. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. Use the hashtag. Let us know what you think. And Andrew doesn't know this, but she's going to be taking over the Colour Out of the Box um, Instagram and posting her favourite oh looks gosh. from the show. <laughs> Yay! She's giving some dirty looks. Oh, can I just say, Angela has a blazer on. Thank you. I, I had to sort of bring it. I yeah. will not tell you what Mo is wearing, but yeah. I have to bring even though Angela it's looks like filmed. the high-powered lawyer, I look like the house girl. And that's what we're I look like let- Molly's best friend at work. <laughs> And I, I look, look like, like a rival at work. That's who I look like. <laughs> and I look like I am collecting the rubbish. You but look fine. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> okay. So we've come to the end. Let us know your thoughts and, and do look out on our socials for um, Angela's Insecure Fashion Edit. Okay. Until next time. Bye. Bye, Angela. Bye. <laughs> Perfect. Ha <laughs> ha